are listening to New Life The Fort. We pray that this message encourages you and helps you stay Jesus-focused. You know what? We're so glad that you're all here to celebrate with us the faithfulness of God. And you know what? He brings in the best. What do you think? When we celebrate our anniversary, he brings in the best. And so I know that, you know, the Lord has a word for all of us here at New Life The Fort. And really, this is such an answered prayer for us because, uh, you know, every year we have our dear uh, Pastor Paul come and minister uh, the word, but he's in the United States today. But he has a video, video, yeah. And so, Pastor Paul. (laughs) Pastor Paul. Hi, everybody. Congratulations. Nine years. That's hard to believe it's been nine years already. We love you guys. I know that my lovely wife is there with you today. And so she's the, the best of the both of us. And uh, so I'm very thankful that uh, even though I'm not there, I feel like I'm celebrating with you. Yeah, I know you're having a wonderful time. Uh, Jocelyn and Mylene, we love you guys. We love you with all of our hearts. You are, have and continue to build a great church. You got surrounded by wonderful people. You people of the fort. God is doing great things. You're becoming a, a voice in that area, a testimony of the goodness of God. And I believe that you're only going to continue to grow and increase. Great things coming in, in the year. A uh, great year of transitioning and new positionings and multiplications that God has for you and for us and the churches all over the nation. And I thank you for an increase in God's presence, an increase in his peace, and a continued demonstration of his power that Jesus be seen and felt and be made known in wonderful ways, not just in your services, but in your lives as as you live them out during the week. Congratulations to you guys. Have a wonderful celebration. Happy anniversary. And uh, Mylene, reach over and give my wife a big hug and a kiss for me. Happy anniversary, you guys. I'll see you next year. All right. Well, you know what? It's just been an amazing nine years. But ten years ago, uh, Pastor Giselle and I were really, really praying for um, a spiritual father and mother that would guide us, that would lead us. You know, we were an independent church at that time, pastoring, and we knew that we needed somebody to speak over our lives, and that was our heart's cry. We were, and, yeah, we were young, and we were still young, and, and so. We, wait, wait, I have a punchline. You do? We were young and good-looking pastors, you know, and so... Still young and still good-looking, honey. All right. We needed covering. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you know, and so, and so, well, you know what? God is good. How many of you know he, he just gives you the desires of your heart? And so 10 years ago when we went to Barakai, we, we met Pastor Paul Chase, and all of a sudden this connection, we couldn't even explain at that time, but, you know, God was already knitting our hearts together. And even a few weeks after that when we met, you know, Sister Shadi Chase, and just all of a sudden we knew, we knew that we had our, our mentors, we had our spiritual parents, we knew, uh, you know, the Lord had given us a word, Jeremiah 3.15, which said, I will give you shepherds after my own heart and they will feed you with knowledge and understanding and you know what 10 years later they're still feeding us leading us guiding us correcting us if need be and you know what we love them very much and it is our honor and our privilege to just have them in our lives and have them just really speak over us as we pastor this great church and so really today i was going to say tonight but this morning this afternoon it is our great pleasure and honor to welcome today Sister Shadi Chase. Oh, we pray. Hallelujah. Here we are. Praise you, Jesus. There is so much celebration and should be. Because he is God and deserves to be praised. But my word for you today may not seem like one of celebration, but nonetheless still as joyous. What kept coming to me were the words most found in the Bible was come to me, return to me, and follow me. 
God this year that there would be upon your lips a prayer. Not my will, but yours be done. He will shower you and he will continue to bless you. But we must seek God. We must find time alone with the Lord. And we must pray, your will be done, Father. What do you want me to do, Father? I love you already and I follow you, and I lo- but I know he speaks and has a plan individual plan and there are some called to do a specific thing and if you will not pray Lord what is your will for me you will not hear him clearly do you have a song about I will serve you and a song about not my will but yours be done Don't praise teams love this? So we make up our own, we say. Not my will, but yours be done today. I'm filled with blessings from the king, but yet a part of me is empty. I'm filled with joy, but a part of me still cries. I have everything. But I realize I need to die. My pride and my constant bickering hinders God from moving the way he's designed to in your life. So I need to find a prayer that says, not my will but yours be done. And I'll serve the king of glory until face to face I see the sun. Not my will, but yours be done. Is my prayer for now. Oh God. Not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. Oh, that's my prayer. I will follow you and I will serve you, Lord God. Not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. Not my will. Spirit of grace and glories in this place. Leading, guiding, showing you something to lay at his feet and something only you can do. Following after the king. You know, let me share this with you. We pursue God, though we are already possessed by God. I think the example would be a marriage. He's already yours, though he pursues you, doesn't he? Every day we pursue the very one who already possesses us. We press in to God who already is within I seek to go deeper, yet I'm already... You know, scuba divers would understand this. You're already in the ocean. You're already at a depth, but you want to go deeper, don't you? And you only go deeper when you pray. Not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. 
Not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. I want to hear you. Not my will, but yours be done. Whoa, I'm going to follow you. Yes. Yours be done. But yours be done. So. any man desires God there comes a place in your walk with him where you almost seem to hit a barrier and you don't know why and God is saying get alone with me get alone with me I have things to show you to go deeper Lord I I I feel how many of you you love Jesus right have you ever felt still lonely and you're, something's missing? But we're complete in him, but something's missing. His presence. He tabernacles in us. And in that tabernacle is a place of yielding. To yield to God everyday thing as you pursue love to someone you already are in covenant with. Jesus, touch us all is what we pray. But lead us and guide us and yes. I want to do what you say to do. Go where you say to go. We will not be children that are bratty. God, give me this, give me that, give me this. And God withholds at times and says, slow down and seek me. I mean, do you give to your child everything they ask? Why don't you do that? How mean of you. Oh, I have spoiled my kids at times. And then you, God wants to give you everything, but not everything can be handled. So we wait on God. We cry out to God. How needy we are of God to go deeper. Apostle Paul said, of all the people who would say this, that I would know him. Jesus. So, come to the Lord or return to the Lord. Receive his mercy and his grace. But also, if your life is one dramatic moment after another, and you're always poor, and nothing's working, consider your ways, my friend. For though God is loving and kind, he is not um, an ATM machine. He will speak to us about us in only the way that he can, so loving and kind. But he wants to speak to his children. He wants us to consider many things. And so my word for you. Must consider God. And what pleases God. And what grieves God. And what hinders the Lord. For I know pride would do that. And I know praise blesses him. Humility. He draws near to those who are of a humble heart. Father, show us. Show us that I would reflect you. That your will will be done in my life as I spend time with you. 
Oh, God, you are great. And we hear you and those who are called to do this or that will hear God as you spend time with God. Amen. You may be seated. Praise you, Jesus. Soy a preque la tela sorote. Hola la racite la nana pre. Soy a la papre le sorote de I press into the Spirit of God because I know He presses into me. I seek you, Father, in the moments of tears. And I seek you, Father, when your voice I can't hear. But I'm going to seek you, Father, in the good times and the bad. Oh, Spirit of God, move. Move in my life, yes. Move, Lord, in my life. May I be more like you. Reflecting the kingdom of God and all that you want to do. Move in my life. Let people see the glory from above. I don't want them to see me. I want them to see you working through love. Oh, move. Move in my life. Your will be done. Your will be done your will be done your will be done your will be done Today, 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 today. 
today. I forgive today. I worship him today. My days belong to him. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Lord. I'm going to read some verses to you. Come, follow, and receive. Come, Follow and receive. Oh, God is so great. He wants you to come to him. He wants you to follow him. Receive from him. And you can put that in any order you want, as long as they're all happening. That you're not just in the receiving mode, but you're in the following mode. And that's where it's all about his will being done. Amen? Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all, all, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Now, what does this next part say? Is the verse up there? Yeah, there we go. And do what when you come to me? And take my yoke upon you. What? You learn from me. I have to stop there a moment because we must keep learning and being instructed. You know, I was reading the Word all week long and There is no verse, no chapter, no gospel, no epistle, nothing where you can find a chapter where there's not instruction. Many, especially in Romans, there's a few chapters where it's theology or Hebrews and then gets right into instruction. God wants to instruct his people. He's always instructing us. We are not to just think and do and, oh, whatever, and pull a verse here and there. We know God. We are instructed by the Holy Ghost. And if you are instructed by God, you will not weary in the day of trial and persecution. Grab a um, Kleenex. You won't weary so because you've heard in the Word that even in your trial... God is with us, and God is for us. So whatever trial I am in, I'm going to learn what God wants me to learn. Not saying he orchestrated the trial. There are some trials you're having right now because of your own fault. You know, God is still a God of consequences, people. I need a volunteer. Who wants to volunteer? Can you stick your finger in 220 volt? Oh, please. It would make a great example. No. Now, why won't you do that? Because you know the law of physics. You know if you stick your finger in 220 volt, it's going to hurt you. I was in the province years ago, and I plugged in the iron. I knew nothing about something being grounded or not. So I put the the iron on, and I needed to put... What was it, hot water or water in the sprayer thing? And when I touched the water and the iron, 220 volts, I had a near-death experience. Not really, but that. But it was so shocking. And I still didn't learn my lesson. Then I had a teapot. I put on an electric stove, and I wanted to feel if the water was hot, and I stuck my finger in the water. It burnt 
straight down to the bone. There was a hole to the bone. And I went, oh, my. This is amazing. And then someone said, well, your house isn't grounded. And I said, why not? This is shocking what's happening. So we know this as we are instructed in God. And you can preach all the mercy you want. But if you steal and you get caught, depending upon who you steal from, you might go to jail. Oh, God is so unjust. Hey, buddy, you shouldn't have stole from me. God is a just God. He's not a lazy God. He's not a God that says, oh, just have a free-for-all. Do what you want to do. Are you kidding? He fulfilled. He did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And then he wrote the law in our hearts. So we need God's mercy and grace, let me tell you. Yes. But he is not God that we can quote scripture against him so consequences don't happen in our life, although we do cry out when we've done something wrong, and we should. But God, to know God and to follow God is serious. And everyone here who has proclaimed him as king serves the king. The king does not serve me. I serve him. My life is not my own, but I have been bought with a price, the blood of the lamb. And I guarantee you, this year, as you learn of him and you pray, Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, the moment Apostle Paul had his encounter with God, with Christ, what did he say? What do you want me to do? Not works of to earn anything, but to serve God. There's a prayer of what do you want me to do? Oh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. You know, the woman in, caught in adultery. Love that story. Forgiven, that's us. We've all been forgiven, amen? But then he looks at her and says, go and sin no more. That encounter with Christ empowered her for the rest of her life to deal with the battles of sin. You know, at times, for a prophetic call, it can be a little, not awkward, but I do, by his grace, look for the right words because it's not politically correct in the environment at times to tell people there's consequences. But there are. And God is watching all of us. And God says that one day we will all give account before the Lord. For he is not only my king and my creator, he is my judge. And I will stand before him to give an account. Now, if you're a believer, no, we will never go to hell and... And no judgment of condemnation, but I will stand before him. He watches my every days. And my every days belong to him. And there is a brokenness about every day. The closer I get to him, you want to hear something strange? The closer I get to him, a part of me is so joyous and the other is so sad because I see him. Now, to live with a contradiction like that or almost a dichotomy of knowing God has something great and weeping for those, an intercessor would understand that. Pastors understand that because you cry out for your flock, but yet see some go astray. And you know destruction is only down the road of that going astray. So we draw near to him, need him, love him. No, he loves us. We know that. And 
still we fall. Aren't you glad when you do fall, you fall into these precious arms that say, let's rebuild again. Let's rebuild again. Let's rebuild again. God, I made a mistake. It's okay. Let's rebuild again. But let me share this with you. All of us who are charismatic or Pentecostal, I want everyone blessed. I want your lives blessed. But I don't live with you every day. I don't see what you do. I don't know how much money you waste versus what you save. And then when you come for counseling that you have nothing. I don't know how you live. But God does. He knows everything. And as we hear the word, he'll instruct us in everything. And in every way. And God's ways... Everything Jesus taught was about the kingdom of God. He taught nothing other than the kingdom. The kingdom of God. Forgiveness is the breath of God. And everything I read in the word that is imparted by the spirit is that I would think a different way, love a different way. By his grace and his glory, I can do this, Father, because it's not my will, but yours be done. But I have heard people preach on forgiveness. And we must forgive. We all know that, amen? But be tender with people. Because the thief on the cross, God forgave him, didn't he? But he was a murderer, wasn't he? And that was very private between God, Christ, and that thief. The family of the thief might have been out there. But his heart condition at that moment belonged to Christ. When you share with people to forgive, take in consideration what crime you are asking them to forgive. Nonetheless, they must forgive, but be patient. Most of us, when we preach on forgiveness or talk to someone, we are not speaking of rape and murder and heinous crimes, though our audience or though people have gone through those horrible things. The Spirit of God deals with each man, and I forgive all, but the process might be different for all, according to what assaulted them. You understand? Come unto me. Come to me. He would never tell us to come if he didn't have something to give us, something to instruct us. We cannot make it on our own. We were not designed to make it on our own. Every day of this year, I pray you find yourself on your knees before God or standing worshiping and saying, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. I need you in my life. I need to release more of you. You know, semantics... I know you probably can't have any more of God when you're saved. He he tabernacles within, but you know what I mean. More of a release of God. Oh, Jesus. Isn't this fun? What a great celebration uh, speech. (laughs) Oh, but you see, there are many here who want a better year than they had last year. And if you do not understand, you have to come. It's an invitation from God. And he says, come for a reason. Isaiah 55 says, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You who have no money, come. Buy and eat. Oh, that's provider, isn't it? Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread 
and your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. And let your soul delight itself in, in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. And he did. And he still says, come. He still says, come. Come to me. Follow me. Learn from me. There is instruction I must give you. And if you do not learn, if you do not listen, the inevitable of hardship awaits. Do you hear that? The inevitable of hardship awaits if we don't listen to God. I am 57 years old. First time in my life I've ever had skinny jeans on. <laughs> All the young people in my church made me buy them. <laughs> oh, they're funny. It's so bizarre. It's like, aren't they too tight? No, you got to wear skinny jeans. You know, in the natural, we just keep learning and growing and changing. But 57 years old, and I can tell you just from my own life, oh, if I do not listen to him, listen to him. His word is declaring the kingdom. The worship is declaring the kingdom. Seeking God is declaring the kingdom. Forgiveness is the only way to be forgiven. You have because of Christ. But that does not remove the bitterness of your own betrayals unless you forgive. All your life you can know Jesus. Pray in tongues, you can dance and still be bitter because of betrayal or persecution. But as you do the word, Matthew 5, saved my life. Love your enemies. Oh God, I don't like that verse. Love them. I'm serious. Write down Matthew 5, it will save your life. Oh, there it is. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Oh, you cannot be. Lord, this verse cannot be accurate. <laughs> you know, I looked up the word love because I knew it could not be um, agape. I had to find out what kind of love that was. And it's agapeo. Thank God. And that just means a civil, it's still love from God, but it's a civil love where you know, you would be kind to, you would feed a stranger. But you're still kind to feed that stranger or enemy. You know, not all the people you give to like you or nice to you, but you give. Love your enemies. Bless those. The word bless meant do not curse. Bless those who curse you and do good to those who hate you. This is, this is getting harder by every sentence. And pray. So I got to love, bless, curse not. Ugh. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Help me to do this. Oh, but by the Spirit. So all your enemies, you, you don't curse them. And you speak life over them. And you bless them. And you know what happens? You die. And he comes forth. Every time you obey the word, there's a life and death experience happening within you. The flesh becomes weaker. The spirit becomes stronger. And then the word that you are experiencing and doing actually becomes part of you. And that enemy, you actually don't hate them. As much. And, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And, and this is new covenant prayers. You cannot pray old covenant prayers. 
You can't go to the Old Testament and say, and find a prayer, Lord, open the earth and swallow my enemies and close it slowly. That would not be a nice new covenant prayer. And God will vindicate you. I have been cursed, slandered. It's so shocking. You have a thing said that when I hear of these things, I go, oh, who's that they're talking about? And there's nothing I can do but this. Father, I pray for my enemies that you touch them, visit them, show yourself to them. I will not curse them. Help me not to hate. You know you're not in hate when there's no retaliation or vengeance. God is your vindicator. You never strategize the plot or the downfall of another human being. God is God, and God will take care of people. You must hear that, because there are some of you are so bitter from the past, and you're mad at God why he's allowing that other person to even have any prosperity. Leave it to God, and you worship God, and you love God, and you praise God, and you watch a miracle happen in your own life. Now, you tell me when I'm done here, because I'm in this kind of mode. We could talk all day. Okay. (laughs) It's one of those mother modes. Come to me, follow me, and receive from me. You know, in Matthew 24, he said that this gospel of the kingdom will be preached everywhere. It's not the gospel of me or them or pick and choosing, it's the gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom of God, where his rule and reign is everything. God is God, and we serve God. He does not serve us, though he blesses us. The gospel of the kingdom will be preached You know, God wants you to prepare. And every time we hear the word, the word prepares us. We hear the Holy Spirit. Because if we do not listen to God, Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Well, we'll start with verse 39. Luke 6, 39, and Jesus spoke a parable to them. Can the blind lead the blind? Can the blind lead the blind? Yes. <laughs> but what happens? They both fall in a ditch. I mean, can and able or should, you know, are different. But yes, the blind can lead the blind. And they both fall in a ditch, and we don't want that. How many of you would say you're a disciple of Christ? You will not be excommunicated if you raise your hand. This is so funny. It's like, I don't know if I am. Do you love Jesus? Well, then, okay. Well, that means, what does that mean? You're a child of God. Amen? But a disciple was an imitator of God. An imitator You know, Socrates, Plato. These people, they all had disciples. And they would dress like them, stand like them, speak like them. All the antics were theirs. We are to be that way with Christ. We speak as he speaks. Lord, what am I to say here and do here? What do you want? So I reflect you properly. Disciple is not above his teacher, verse 40, but everyone who is maturely trained will be like his teacher. Say this, I love training. Actually, I hate training, you know, like um, like in a gym. <laughs> it's the worst thing. I almost couldn't get these skinny jeans on. I gained so much weight. 
Oh, going to the gym is awful. To be trained, to be on the treadmill and all of that. But everyone says if you want to get in shape, you have to exercise. Who said that? I don't like that person. But nonetheless, it's a true, it's a truth. But to be spiritually trained is not always going to be fun. Because God might say, hey, lazy person, get out of bed and go worship. It's not all about, oh, so nice, nice, nice. That's not what training is about. You should be on our ministry team. <laughs> or maybe not. And, uh, but we are trained by his word. And when you're trained properly, when someone's sick, you know, oh, I'll pray for him. Well, because you're so good. No, he's so good. And I've been trained to pray for the sick. Well, wonder if he doesn't get well. Well, that's his deal, not mine. He just told me to do it. I don't know about all of that. I just know I am a disciple trained. And you'll be quick. Quick. Okay, they fixed that. I really think I was hitting it. You'll be quick to move when God says move. And you know why? Because you're trained that he's the boss. Say this, I'm not the boss. Whoop, that guy over there, he's not even moving his lips. Say that, sir, I'm not the boss. You know, there are some things people just hate to say. Here's one. I'm sorry. Some people's lips don't even move that way. It's like... It's like me trying to learn, trying to learn Tagalog. Now, this is how I say Lord. Panginoon. I said it, right? But I have to really over-exaggerate. Otherwise, it comes out paninganing. So when I, when I focus on... <laughs> it's really quite pathetic after all these years. But to be trained is not always fun. Oh, but we love what it produces. A disciple is trained to follow God. Amen? How many disciples do we have now? So all of those who raise their hand, tomorrow morning you'll be here at 6 a.m. We won't be here, but you'll be here. <laughs> and the training will begin by you guys, okay? No. We are trained every time we pray, every time we say, Lord, what do you want? I'm here to serve you, Father. I'm here. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. What do you want me to say? Even if you want me to say I love my enemies and I'll do good by speaking blessings over them, even though I, it's so hard to do, even though I lean like this when, those prayer, when it's time to pray like that. But God is great. And we do what he says to do. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, listen to this, verse 41. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye and do not perceive the plank that is in yours? So this training begins, this discipleship training begins with what? God asking you, why are you looking at someone else's issues and not dealing with your own? Now look at the ratio here. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye and you don't what? Perceive the plank in your own. Isn't that funny? A speck and a plank. And you don't even perceive or know you have a plank. Because the plank has blinded you and all you see is the speck. I'm going to pick on you and tell you what you don't have but I don't even see this plank. I'm sure the plank, I mean, bigger than this, in my own eye. And here's what happens. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but you do not perceive the plank that is in your own? Oh, how can you say to your brother, hey, brother, let me remove the speck that is in your eye when you yourself do not see the plank that is in your own. Oh, dear. Now, here comes a bad word, but it's in there. Oh, hypocrite. First, 
first, everyone say first, mm-hmm. first in this line of training, I have to get alone with God because I don't even perceive that I have a plank. My perception is the issue here, blinded by my own perception of me. And when you're in love with Jesus and you know who he is and what he's done, there's no condemnation to this training at all. But you know you need more of God. First, remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. God wants us all to see clearly, have no specks, no planks, no splinters, clear perception. And God bef- will deal with our hearts, bef- our own hearts, before we're dealing with everybody else's issues. Now go down to verse 46. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? You know, One time I was meditating on that, and how would you answer that? I don't know. I think if God ever said that, Shadi, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? I would just say, Father, it's all under the blood. (laughs) Because I don't know. I'm stubborn. I don't know, Father. I love when God asks a question, and there's just no answer. You just want to say, well, Lord, you know my heart. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things I say? Whoever comes to me, say this, comes to me, hears my sayings, and does them, that is the equivalent to come, follow, and receive. You've got to come, and you have. You've come, you're here, and you're hearing. And now when you leave the doing, you do what's been planted in your heart to the grace given to you as you walk with God. There are stronger people. Learn from them. There are more gracious people. Learn from them. There are people that are filled with faith greater than you. Learn from them. And together we learn from one another. Whoever comes to me, hears me, and does the words I say, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep. Every time you come to the Lord, you hear his sayings and you do them. You are digging deep and deeper and deeper and going deeper. You are building a foundation for the rest of your life that no matter what storm or persecution comes, you will stand and you will stand and you will shine for God. Because even being here today, the Spirit of God is doing something in your heart. The Word is being etched in your heart. God is moving because His Word is being spoken. And I will show you what you're like. You dig deep and you lay a foundation. And when, not if, but when, not if, my friend. You know, this is sobering, but this is good news. It is good news when God warns and God says, prepare. When God gives us the word that will help us prepare. Because a storm is coming, an economic storm, whatever storm, and guess what? All will be well. Well, I don't have money to prepare. It didn't say that. You come to God, you hear his word, you do his word, and that word digs deep, and the foundation is deep, and when the storms come, you will not be ruined. Your marriages won't be ruined. All will be well, for God is God. And you took God at his word, and you came. And you sat there and received. And then you did. Doing the word. Is this the signal that it's ending? Or are you just in the mood to play? No, I'm kidding. I want to go with the flow of the spirit here. You never know how they work. 
You got a song, brother, or something? No, okay. Oh. You can play. Hallelujah. So we come to God. We hear from God, and we follow God. And in that following, he'll tell us to prepare because we know storms are coming, or you might be in one now. No matter what your situation is, God is greater still. Even if you've brought all this upon yourself, all the issues and drama of your life, unfaithfulness, and you think, oh God, I wish you would not talk about consequence. I live in them. Be humble with God and the people you've wounded. There is no deadma with God. I hate that word. I just learned about it. Like, oh my, because if you think that is real with God, you don't ever have to repent. You can just act like it didn't exist, but it existed to the people you wounded. God's way is if you have aught with your brother, you go to them. Oh, no, Sister Shadi, I can't do that. That would be so embarrassing. Oh, but so glorious. Because you die. A part of the flesh just dies when you're humble. Well, if you can't go direct, just text. That's a start at least. He sees all things anyway. We have no shame before God. We're naked before God, and he doesn't cast us out. He sees our ugliness, our pride. Oh, thank God for God. Thank God. But there is a way that seems right unto man, and the end thereof is destruction. And all the word and preaching from this house is to illuminate the word of God and that you would hear the Holy Spirit and you would not go the way of the flesh, but you would live in the power of the Spirit. Because no, Father, no one wants to see someone wounding themselves. So if we are harsh, it is we're saying, come or return. No matter what you've done, start today in serving him, in loving him, in praising him, in saying, Father, you are the restorer and the redeemer of my life. I don't know how to redeem this mess I've made from foolishness, but you can. You can redeem all things to a certain degree. And I do say that if you murder someone, you might be in jail for the rest of your life. That is a truth, you know. But even the guy in jail can have a visitation from God. Oh, Lord Jesus, lift. I was going to say lift your hands, but how about stand up and then lift your hands? Hallelujah. You guys now do what you want to do, because I just, like I said, I'll keep talking. So when you want the, it me done, come up here. That's the rule, because I'm just going to keep talking until you come up here. Oh, oh, look at they're all coming up here. Get her off that stage quickly. Oh, lift your hands and praise him. We serve a mighty king. And every day of my life, I'm going to kneel before his throne of grace. And I know I'll receive everything I need. Everything I need from God is there on my knees. Oh, Lord, take me places I've not been before, please. I want to go deeper. I want to go higher. I want you pleased by the things I say and do. There's only one way to get there. I must yield to you. So lift your hands and yield to the Spirit of God. Your ways, your will, 
I want more of you. I need more of you. Oh, Holy One. We prepare for this year by hearing from you. Mm. And we say so confidently, do what you want to do. I will not draw back, for I know I am purchased, and I know who you are, <laughs> and it's all good when I serve you. Father, I ask you that in every home there would be a visitation, in every home that the Holy One shows up, and you show up in ways that jar us in dreams and visions and in all visitation. And the sick would be made well and the word of God goes forth as we are broken vessels fit for the master's use, filled with worship and praise. And then you will have an amazing year because it's yielded to God. The Lord bless you. Thank you, Lord. Mr. Shadi, can you stay? Can you come? I will ask Mr. Shadi to pray for new life, you know, new life here in the fort. And I believe, as you can see, there are things that are going to be taught, but many things are caught in by the Spirit. And these are instructions that God is giving us. Because I see, you know, I've been praying for the next year. Pastor, hindi pa tapos ang year. Well, yeah, but, you know, I've been praying for... For the next year, I believe it's going to be different. 2015 is going to be filled with His glory. But the glory, we need to respond to the glory. For the glory to come, there must be something, adjustments that are needed to be taken. Individually and as a church. If we want to see the glory, we need to heed to instructions. And one thing that we must know and one thing that I always say here at New Life is here in the fort, we must have a listening heart. And as we have a listening heart, God is able to instruct us. I believe the words that were spoken today, these are instructions from the Lord just to prepare us for what is coming. We are thankful for what has happened. Nine years is amazing. But again, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I believe God is going to bring us higher and deeper. Among you want that for your lives. Oh, I so desire that for each and every one of us. But there must be instructions. God is giving us instructions. Because the path is glorious. God desires for us to heed, to learn, to listen. And as we obey and step out, then we're going to see the glory. Then, we're going to see things that we have not seen before. We're going to be doing things that we have not done before. It's going to be amazing because the coming of the Lord is at hand. And He's going to pour out so much of Himself in these last days. And I want this church to be part of that. I want you to have experiences with God. So I want Sister Shadi just to pray something, something from your heart just to speak of Father God, what I'd like you to do is all kneel before the Lord. I love kneeling before God, but I hurt my knees, so if you hurt your knee and can't, I'm going to sit on the stairs. Whoop, no, I'm not, because the microphone. Hallelujah. All right, you stay down there. I, Father, hallelujah. Oh, this is where we want to be, kneeling before the King. Oh, thanks. And I pray that every heart is the same as the position of the flesh right now. The heart is broken. For Jesus was acquainted with grief and sorrow, and he, yet is our joy. And we walk with you, Father, and we kneel to you, and we yield to you. And that this church 
will have the glory and visitation it cries out for. But it does not just happen. It must be sought. Hours of prayer. And Father, we give you everything that we are. We give you us. And you love us so. We ask you, Lord, for this church, for signs and wonders, for angels to show up. Thank you, Lord God, that the sick are healed and those crippled are healed as we speak and as we sing and as we pray. For all is done for your glory and for the invitation of the move of God. This church, this gathering of people, understand they must press into you and ask and wait on you. And so all who want the move of God learn to wait on you. And there is a glory and a grace and a brokenness. The path is beautiful. Oh God, for you are that path. How marvelous are you, Father. But you lead us into all truths by your Spirit. And we will not draw back that each person is filled with the glory and the power of God and that our shadow would heal as Peter's shadow healed because we know God and we know the King and we've spent time with you. We lift up this nation. We thank you for this time in our life where the rain and the glory of heaven falls and your word is exalted and all who are thirsty come to God and come to the living waters and it shall come a different stream with Jocelyn and Mylene for their encounters are strong and there is great visitation in this house There is a mighty presence of God in this place. We all yield. Thank you for listening. For more information, follow us on social media or visit our website at newlifebefore.com.